Hey, welcome everybody to our Sunday Night Live, 4 o'clock p.m. Sunday here on the west coast of the United States of America. It's 7 p.m. on the east coast. The land down under is like almost an entire day ahead of us. And uh, we had a uh, just really fruitful time. Great meeting the remnant in Australia, New Zealand, and over in Hawaii. Um, real, a real blessing. A little bit worn out. It's been a whole week now. It's been uh, great to be with all of you. Great to be with everybody here right now also. And um, I'm hoping to have enough time to be able to get to your questions. But man, we have a lot of ground to cover. And uh, just a couple of things to keep in mind. I'm going to ask you to really please pray about this as we move forward. Everything is moving forward with our outreaches to Mexico. I figure hey, it's better to go down into Mexico and to bring the gospel down there. Maybe we'd have a changed continent, but uh, we know everything is going prophetically the way that the Bible warns. We see the border disasters that are intentional, I believe, to destroy this country, uh, destroy Canada too. I don't know if you guys know this, up in Canada, I know you guys know it up in Canada, but Canada has about 35 million residents, and these globalists, their plan is to bring in 35 million illegal immigrants into Canada. Gee, I wonder why they want to do that. I think the most farmland in the world is located in Canada, uh, from what I understand, or some of the most. So you look, you go, gee, why do they want to do that? Uh, down in New Zealand, they are literally... Uh, the, the globalists are taking over all of the farms and all of the farmland, uh, the herds of sheep and cattle and the rest. We know what's going on, but uh, we have a lot to, we're going to be pressing forward. Hey, regarding Mexico, here's something real specific. Coming in July, we're going to be meeting with a group of pastors of churches down there. Uh, we've connected with the great churches down there, really looking forward to it. But we're meeting with a group of pastors and church leaders in Mexico and uh, 35 pastors, and that, will, that number will keep going up as we continue to outreach there. But we're training them in uh, understanding how to communicate Bible prophecy. And then also we're going to have a prophecy conference on the next day. It's going to be a Friday, Saturday, and then I'll be holding over and speaking there on Sunday too. That's coming up in July, and I'll get you more information on that. The nice thing about that is we don't have to fly anywhere. We get to drive across the border and do some great ministry. But more than anything, we need your, uh, your prayer for that. Also, other things are developing with radio uh, in, here in America and also in Mexico, too. So I really need your prayer for these things. Are, these are definitely steps of faith. And, uh, you know, on the one hand, they're kind of, kind of a risk. And you're saying, okay, Lord, I hope that you're in this. But we're, we're moving forward because we believe, like you guys do, listen, we're going to do everything we can to press forward with the hope that comes in the Lord Jesus Christ, because uh, uh, it looks to me like the time is short. We can see the finish line, so we get, give it everything we got. I'll give it everything I got. I know you guys will, too, and we will press toward the goal of the upper call of God that's in Christ Jesus. And thank you for joining me. All right, let's get going. We are looking at this uh, from Daniel chapter 9 uh, today. Uh, there will be no escape from this. No escape from what? Well, we're going to see this plan that is being built right now. But before we even get into the message, I'm gonna, I, want, I want you guys to remember this scripture because we need to remember it. It's uh, from Amos chapter three, and it says, if you guys could pull up this next slide, please, that'd be great so everybody can see it with me. 
Uh, Amos chapter 3, there you guys can see it. Surely the Lord does nothing unless he reveals his secrets to the prophets. Keep that in mind. God warns and warns and warns. He says, this is what is coming, but he reveals it. He reveals it to us now through the written prophetic word. This word that you're looking at right here is how we know uh, what is coming. We, we know that the Lord is in control, but he told us, so the Lord does nothing unless he reveals it through his prophets. His prophets have written this word, his prophetic word. We have this word to guide us. I want to say this, there, the mockers and scoffers are only increasing, and they're increasing like by crazy numbers against anyone who believes or teaches the prophecies regarding the second coming of Christ. Listen, don't be discouraged. Look up, lift up your head because your redemption draws near. We're pressing forward together, knowing that God's word is true and that God's word will be fulfilled. So let's get rolling. I'm going to show you a couple of things, but then we're going to get it, get into the meat of all of this. All right. So this first one, it's a video, real short video, only 16 seconds long. It's worth watching because it helps us really have a frame of reference to remember about the stuff that is really going on right now in the attacks against all Jews everywhere. Check out the short video. All right, so you see that and you're thinking, okay, what is, you know, yeah, folks, thousands and thousands of similar events, much worse than this are happening. A Jewish hospital, let's go attack it. This makes sense. I mean, this is just insane, but this is the world that we live in. So keep that in mind. The, the, uh, the world is going to continue as gathering against the nation of Israel. We'll get into that in just a few more minutes too. But here's this, this uh, article, uh, the revelation about Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook suppressing, check out, just the title of this article. Uh, this is just a warning, if you guys could pull this up. There you go, Wall Street Journal, Facebook demoted video of Tucker Carlson by 50% at the demand of the Biden White House. All right, folks, so this is what I want you to keep in mind as we get ready to roll right now. We're gonna see more and more of this. We've experienced it over the last uh, four years. Uh, Billy Crone, Brandon Holthouse, myself, we've experienced it rather significantly but we're watching this, and we want to get the truth out there. And we'll get the truth out there every, with every way that we possibly can. And just a reminder also, we do have an app and the website where we post everything on those. All of the extra content that we have uh, goes there. All right. So let me read this to you, because this really helps us to understand some things. Uh, Damon Duck, I quote him often on Sunday nights. Uh, one of my favorites, he said... Uh, uh, this article, in fact, we'll have it posted uh, tomorrow, The Greatest Threat by Damon Duck. On, on February 5, 2024, several members of Congress, this was just last week, and political experts gathered on Capitol Hill for a press conference to discuss how the World Health Organization, uh, the WHO, pandemic treaty threatens America. And then he quotes, has these quotes from LifeSite News, which reported on it. Here's the quotes from LifeSite News. Members of the U.S. Congress warned Monday that the proposed World Health Organization pandemic treaty, which would cede significant power of governance over nations to self-appointed globalists, 
In the case of a newly declared health emergency looms as the greatest threat to freedom, national sovereignty, and the sanctity of life that has ever been seen in human history. The author of the article at LifeSite reported that legal experts have called this a power grab by a small committee of elite left-wing globalists appropriating themselves control of all basic functions of a free society. Congressman Chris Smith said the definition of a health crisis would, could include or potentially include the health of the planet, climate change, abortion on demand, including dismemberment, beheading, and starvation. Transgender surgeries, regardless of a nation's laws, and it is designed to silence dissent. Folks, you and I are hearing more and more about misinformation and disinformation. Be forewarned, I just showed you the clip of the article from, with Mark Zuckerberg report in the Wall Street Journal, coming from the Biden house, right? The, the, the Whatever that Biden house is. There's no question, Duck writes, that America is facing one of the greatest threats it has ever faced, but there is a greater threat. That is what the Bible says God will do during the tribulation period when these self-appointed globalist elites are under a world government. So the WHO treaty, pandemic treaty, will be voted at the end of May. The reality of it is, unless you've been paying attention, which you guys have, you know, people who are on channels like this, JD and, and uh, Brandon and so forth, uh, listen, we, we get it. You guys get it. We know these things are coming, but you don't hear about it anywhere else. Uh, maybe a Joe Rogan might report on it every now and then. Uh, and thankfully, some of the other people in the media are finally starting to say something about it, but not many. And it's a huge threat. And we've been warning about this for quite some time. In fact, I remember it was last year, about April, March, April, when people are saying, look out, May's coming. I said, no, it's May of 2024. You guys remember that May of 2024 is when they're gonna ratify what they were talking about in May of 2023. And uh, we're almost here. May of 2024, the WHO pandemic treaty, it's coming. Okay, let's continue from here. Uh, uh, Damon Duck, he also notes this. And I'm going to come back to the WHO treaty because it's going to apply to where we are in Daniel 9 in just a few minutes. Uh, uh, so, Duck, he continues. He says, I've often expressed my opinion that the rider on the black horse is a global economic collapse, which I would agree with him. He says an economic collapse of the U.S. would trigger a global economic uh, crisis. The global collapse would happen early in the tribulation period after Antichrist has arrived and a world government has been established. It is a globalist goal to create world government by 2030 or sooner. If possible, on February, on February 7, just a week and a half ago, the Congressional Budget Committee published uh, its economic outlook for the future of the U.S. and says, among other things, America's debt is rising out of control by 2034, perhaps early in the tribulation period. Again, these are just uh, guesstimates based on what we see. Several government funds, highway, Social Security, old age, the Survivors Insurance Trust will be depleted. Now, here's the kicker of this, all right? So basically what they're saying is, and, we, and we, we've been saying this for a long time, there's an economic disaster that's coming that's going to be far worse than the Great Depression. I believe what they're predicting is also the rider on the black horse. I believe that's coming. It's going to be global, not just in America. It's going to be global. It's going to affect everything. But here's the kicker. Mitt Romney, remember him, said this. Without action, we risk economic and geopolitical collapse. So what's he saying? 
We've got to do something. And I'm telling you, this is where we're going to go in a few minutes. The world is looking for a leader because they know. Listen, these globalists have caused it. I believe it's intentional. I believe Satan is using these globalists as his puppets to set up a great collapse so his man, Antichrist, can come in and say, hey, I'm here to save the day. He's going to come in as the hero. So it's no coincidence that all of these things are happening. All right. And the WHO pandemic treaty coming around. And the talk about disease acts. And, you know, you guys got it, right? Let's move on. Uh, Duck says, it's common knowledge that President Trump is being prosecuted for allegedly mishandling government documents. An investigation of Biden for uh, doing the same thing has been completed, and a special counsel report was released last week. According to the report, there will be no charges against Biden because a jury would not likely convict him because of his age and lack of memory. This guy's running the country. Well, he thinks he is, and some people think he is. Some things the special counsel uh, report says about an interview with Biden are he could not remember when he was vice president. I mean, this is... (laughs) He could not remember when his term as vice president ended. He could not remember when his son, Bo, had died. He has limited precision and recall. Uh, And then Duck writes this. A reader sent me an email that says, in one week, Biden has spoken to a dead French prime minister, spoken to a dead German chancellor, been declared mentally unfit by a special prosecutor. He called President Sisi of Egypt the president of Mexico, and then, then... he writes this, the world is on fire, and this man has the nuclear codes. Wow. And this is the guy that's going to be asked to surrender the sovereignty of the U.S. to the World Health Organization come May. So, I mean, everything is coming together. Everything is coming together. So let me go back to the verse I started with uh, from Amos chapter 3, verse 7. That God doesn't do anything unless he first warns the people through the prophets. Again, we have the prophetic written word, and God gave us the written word. Listen, all kinds of people are out there saying, don't pay any attention to Bible prophecy. These are the crazy people. Listen, that's the same thing they were saying about the prophets in the Old Testament. Same thing they said about the apostles. They put the apostles to death for preaching judgment. John the Baptist was put to death. He preached judgment and, and he said, judgment's coming, and he gave him an opportunity to preach on mercy, the hope that you have in God who is in heaven. And then ultimately, because he calls out Herod for cheating on his wife, it was off with his head. So you, so you hear this right now in Christian circles, churchgoers, don't talk about this stuff. Don't talk about all these things. Listen, God gave us these signs. So we can understand where things are going. Uh, Isaiah chapter 46, very clear. God tells us the end from the beginning. Jesus, Matthew chapter 24, very clear. He says, see, I have told you these things beforehand. Why? So you would know. Mark chapter 13, Jesus says, watch and be ready. And what I say to you, I say to all, not just the disciples. He himself said, I say to all, to everybody, everybody, watch. So Don't be discouraged. People are mocking you, scoffing you, doing all that other stuff, saying don't pay any attention to these things. Uh, Listen, people are offended when you tell them Jesus is coming again. They say, we don't need to hear about that. We just want to hear about the nice things. Listen, everybody in the world knows something is wrong. You and I have the answers. 
And we need to not back down and not be shy. We need to tell them about the hope that we have in Jesus. All right, one more thing. Oh, by the way, don't forget Kamala Harris says, I'm ready to be president. You guys certainly saw that, right? That's, oh boy, that's something else. Okay, let me talk about Israel here for just a second. Get this. Concerning the world turning against Israel at the end of the age, on February 8th, Biden released a memorandum that requires every nation that receives military aid from the U.S. to send proof to the U.S. State Department and Congress that they are following international humanitarian and human rights laws. Okay, this doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what this is. The U.S. has been giving military aid to uh, Israel. Now, I'm sure Iran's never going to be brought into that with all of the billions that Iran has got. I never see that. When you see all of the hatred going against Israel, you see them coming even from people like Candace Owens, saying, why are we giving money there? Well, what about Iran? Why don't you talk about that? Right? I mean, you look, you go, what about all the other evil things? Can't talk about that. Right? You want to see a messed up Mideast? Let Israel fall. It's not going to happen. But that's what Saudi Arabia knows. They know we have a problem if Israel, if Israel goes down. We have a huge problem over there in the Middle East. Iran will control everything. You think there's World War III? And it's, oh boy, imagine what will come. Okay, so what the U.S. is saying, we need proof that all the nations that receive military aid from us are handling everything the way we say it's going to be, it should be held. What does that mean? I think you know exactly what that means. Uh, they can twist everything any way they want and come against the nation of Israel. You aren't doing this our way. Listen, the day is coming, folks, when Israel will be on its own. Uh, Zechariah chapter 12 says that all the world will be against Jerusalem. Jeru Jerusalem is going to become such a problem for the world that all the world is going to come against Jerusalem. Um, and we can see it happening right now. All right. Let's get, we can see it turning there. We haven't arrived there yet, but we are rapidly turning there, folks. You got the WHO pandemic treaty coming up in May. You got all the stuff going on in Israel. We have the economic catastrophe. We have the threats of disease X and whatever else that they're telling us. Um, they're, they're gonna, they got all these climate laws to control all the masses of people. And on down the list it goes. Wow. By the way, here's just something to think about. With all the AI technology that's out there uh, in the, the, uh, the server farms and so forth, it's going to take 25% of the electrical energy in the United States of America to run all the AI uh, producing server farms or whatever they're called. 25% of all electricity. Don't you think something is weird then? Why are they telling us to go electric cars here in California, electric stoves, electric fireplaces that's kind of an oxymoron isn't it uh, but you know if isn't fire like fire you know but i mean you start you get it right you have to have electric everything why if they know that there's not even enough electricity now because of the power grid where's all of this going when 25 percent of all energy is going to be necessary for ai then they can control you oh, all of a sudden you're not going to be able to go anywhere that's what is going on so all it's not a coincidence that all these things are coming together at the same time. All right, let's get on with it. Daniel chapter 9, we know the passage. Uh, Daniel chapter 9, 70 weeks are determined for your people, for your holy city, right? We've looked at that in some detail so far. So far. And then after you get through that, you find out, okay, 69 weeks have been completed 
or a period of 483 years finished on the day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. Okay, that's when the 483 years, the first 69 weeks were completed, but we know there's a 70th week that's coming. That's why we often hear, when you're listening to Bible prophecy, the 70th week of Daniel, the time of Jacob's trouble, and so forth, those different terms. So the 70th week of Daniel is a seven-year period. It is the seven-year tribulation period. Okay, in this, Daniel, and the reason it's called the 70th week of Daniel because it's here in the book of Daniel, and the 70th week is determined for your people. Uh, 69 already done. Final seven-year period's coming. It's determined. It is settled, God says. I will do it. Chapter 9, verse 24. But you pick up in verse 26. After the 69 weeks are completed, the Messiah will be cut off, but not for himself. Right? So that's Jesus. He was cut off when he was crucified. But who was he cut off for? He was cut off for anyone who believed in him would have the forgiveness of their sins. Right? He was cut off, but not for himself. Then it says this, and this is where we're going right now. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood until the end of war and desolations are determined. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. Again, one week, 70th week of Daniel, right? So you see the context of it is this seven-year period. He's going to confirm this covenant with many for seven years, but in the middle of the week or in the middle of the seven-year period, he will bring an end to sacrifice and offering. Okay, let's stop here for, uh, for where we are uh, right now. Okay, when you look at uh, this passage here, we can put it into the context of what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24 in the Olivet Discourse, beginning in verse 15, if you guys could pull up this next slide, says here, therefore, this is Jesus speaking, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house, and let him who is in the field not go back to even get his clothes, but woe to those who are pregnant. If you go to the next slide, woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days and pray that your flight may not be in the winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great tribulations such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. All right, what's going on here? Okay, so let's put it into the context of Daniel chapter 9, the verses we just read, 26 and 27. This is talking about the middle of the week. In there, we just read Daniel chapter 9, he shall confirm a covenant for the period of one week or seven years, but in the middle of the covenant, he's going to, in the middle of that period, he's going to break his covenant, bring an end to sacrifice and an end to offering, and woe, it's there where the great persecution starts. That's what Jesus is referring to. In fact, he even says there, uh, again, if you look at verse 15, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, what's he referring to? He's referring to Daniel chapter 9. Also, I showed you this earlier uh, where you had this similar thought process earlier on in Daniel chapter 9 too, where Daniel himself is praying. So we have this abomination of desolation. 
Second uh, Thessalonians chapter two also speaks to that. If I uh, get enough time, I'll, I'll pull up that passage for you also. But in Second Thessalonians chapter two, what do we have? We have the lawless one, the son of perdition, who stands in the holy place or sits in the temple as God, excuse me, and demands himself, shows himself as God and demands to be worshiped as God. All three of those connect. Daniel chapter nine, verse 27, verse 26 and 27, Matthew chapter 24, the words of Jesus, and 2 Thessalonians chapter two. They also connect, by the way, with Revelation chapter 12, if we have enough time to go there too. But notice, he says, and pray that your flight, Jesus himself said, will not be on the Sabbath or during the winter or so forth. Uh, Listen, on the Sabbath right now in Israel, everything shuts down. The buses shut down, transportation shuts down. Everything shuts down. Uh, If you notice the October 7 war, what was it on the heels of? The heels of the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, So when you you look at the Yom Kippur War, another time of celebrating for the Jews, right? What happens? The attack happens then. So this is the way Satan works. He attacks when the people are doing their best with their religious services. In this case, attempting to worship God without Jesus. But the time will come when they will turn toward Jesus. We know that from Jeremiah the prophet and also Jeremiah chapter 31 and 33 and also from Romans chapter 11. All right, with that, let's get into some details. This is because this passage is about Antichrist. So number one, we look at his person. So who is the person of Antichrist? Here's just a few descriptions about him. Ready for this? Okay. Who is Antichrist? Question we have. What country does Antichrist come from? Is Antichrist alive today? Uh, if he is alive today, does Antichrist know who he is? Uh, um, so you, you look at all of these um, questions. Do we know who Antichrist is? As you look at all these different questions that we have going on uh, within our own minds. I, I get these questions all the time. So here in Daniel chapter 9, verse 26 and 27, we have some help with answering some of these questions. Look at this, Daniel chapter 9, chapter verse 26. He is, get this, the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Okay, the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Who, is, who are the people that destroyed the city and the sanctuary? Uh, Well, we know that it was the Romans. Now, here's the thing that's interesting. Some people say, well, Daniel here was talking about Antiochus Epiphanes, the the Greeks, uh, prior to the Romans. No, he wasn't. We know he wasn't because Jesus himself in Matthew 24 refers back to the abomination of desolation that Daniel was talking about. So he's talking about the Romans who destroyed the city of Jerusalem because Jesus was after Antiochus Epiphanes. And Jesus was still projecting yet into the future. And he says, when you want to know who Antichrist is, who's going to commit the abomination of desolation, who this son of perdition is, look back to what Daniel says in Daniel chapter 9. So who were the people? Well, the people were the Romans or uh, you could say the people of the Roman Empire. Um, so, because what's he say here in Daniel chapter 9? If you guys could pull up that slide, be helpful for everybody watching uh, so when we know this because it's the people of the prince who is to come. So the people uh, would be the Romans or the people of the Roman 
empire. All right. Now, as you look at that, you start thinking, and I know there's two big arguments on this. Uh, one argument is, is Antichrist out of the western leg of the Roman Empire, revived Roman Empire, or is he out of the eastern leg of the revived Roman Empire? I believe he's out of the western leg of the revived Roman Empire. No others, Joel Richardson and some others say he's out of the eastern leg of the revived Roman Empire, but I believe there's a lot more evidence to support he's coming out of the western leg of the revived Roman Empire. Nevertheless, as such, we can know some things. During the Great Tribulation, one, there will be a revived Roman Empire, and two, the uh, Antichrist comes out of that empire. Um, if you guys could track with me and put up the next slide, that would be helpful again for everybody. Thank you. There, there. Now you guys can see it out there that are watching. So number one, there will be a revived Roman Empire. Number two, Antichrist comes out of that uh, out of that revived Roman Empire. Um, so with it, if you think back to when we were in Daniel chapter seven, uh, and you have the vision of the four different beasts. With the vision of the four beasts, you have the different kingdoms that were coming about. When you come to the fourth beast, this, this beast that's just crushing everything, that is the Roman Empire, the original Roman Empire. Now, some people, when they're, they're teaching, they mistaken that fourth beast. They say that fourth beast is the Antichrist Empire. No, the fourth beast at that time was not the Antichrist kingdom yet. Right? That was the Roman Empire of 2,000 years ago that Jesus was talking about, that Daniel was looking forward to, right? that John was talking about the book of Revelation. Right, But when you look at Daniel chapter 7, what takes place is that fourth beast, it morphs into the ten kings, the ten horns. Out of that comes an eleventh horn, uh, the, the, the little horn, the eleventh one. And it's after the 10 are here, the 10 kings are here. That's in Daniel chapter seven. So the fourth beast morphs into what is coming in the future. Hence, that's why we get, we understand there's a revived Roman empire. And also from Daniel chapter nine, we understand there's a revived Roman empire here in verse 26 and 27, because out of the, uh, the people, the prince of the people who destroyed the city, 70 AD, the Romans, the prince antichrist is going to come. All right, so we get a little bit of understanding about his person, but also let's look at his position. Uh, number two is position. Okay, regarding his position, um, next slide says this. He's the prince from Daniel chapter nine, verse 26. He is a fierce king from Daniel chapter nine, uh, chapter eight, verse 23. So he's a prince, he's also a King, he is going to be an absolutely wicked world leader. All right, I want you to think of this. All the things that I quoted in the beginning with um, that Damon Duck had pointed out. You look at the WHO Treaty. We look at all of the things that are converging at the same time. Brothers and sisters, it is not a coincidence that these things are happening. And when people out there tell you, just ignore all this stuff, listen, everybody in the world knows something is wrong. You know that? Everybody does. Don't have to be a believer to know something is wrong. Everybody knows something very fishy is happening. The most discouraging thing is the people that call themselves Christians that say, don't pay attention to this. Only pay attention to the happy passages of the Bible. 
My pastor says don't read the book of Revelation. My pastor says ignore the Old Testament. My pastor says all those prophecies of the second coming of Christ, you can't understand them, or they're not even to be understood. Listen, 80% of Bible prophecy has been fulfilled to 100% accuracy. There's still 20% left to come. If that is the case, and since that is the case, why would God fulfill all 80% of the previous prophecies and say the, less, the next 20, they don't count. The next 20, they're just a joke. The next 20, I don't want the generation of that day to even read them. That's what is being said in Christian circles. That's what's being said online. That's what's said on comments. That's what's said by pastors and churches. That's what is said by churchgoers of all people when everybody knows something very fishy is going on. They're saying, the last 20%, no. Listen, did God just give us the last 20% of Bible prophecy just to mess us up? No. God knows that when you are willing to look at his word and believe in his word, you can't unsee the things that you see. Hence, Daniel chapter 12, we're not there yet. We'll be there still a few weeks out. Daniel chapter 12, the wicked will see it and they won't understand, but the wise will see it and they will understand. What's Daniel talking about? the prophetic events of the last days based upon God's word. So don't be discouraged. Listen, everything is happening for a reason, and this man is coming, and right now, this world is looking for a leader. Let me read you again these words. Where where were they? From, uh, what's his name? Mitt Romney. Here they are. Without action, we risk economic and geopolitical collapse. what are they, 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 they're looking for a man. We need someone to solve the world's problems. We're gonna have an economic collapse, the black horse. We're gonna have pandemics, man-made or not. We're gonna have earthquakes, man-made or not. We're going to have these things. They're all going to increase. Nation will be against nation. We are seeing that at the borders. We're seeing they're intentionally blown open. And we know masses of people are coming over the border to destroy, just destroy the system, just drown the system, destroy it economically, it's happening. State after state, it is happening to overwhelming hospitals, overwhelming the whole financial system, destroying everything, taking over hotels, taking over apartments, taking over building housing complexes. We know that is happening. And we also know you have Chinese nationals that are coming. We have Islamic radicals that are coming. We have Somalis that are coming. These are men who are being trained right here in the United States of America to create war. That's what they're here for. And so all of this is happening. It is intentional. Nation against nation, just as Jesus said. There'll be wars and rumors of wars. These things are all escalating. So what is happening is total destruction. Out of the total destruction, the world is going to say, send us a leader, any leader. Listen, that's been going on for a long time. That's what Daniel chapter 9 is about. Listen to this. Paul Henry Spock was one of the architects of this modern world in 1946 and 1947. He became the first president of the UN General Assembly. The UN, man, they've been messing up everything for a long time. Shortly after that, he was a Belgium socialist. He served as the first president of what would turn into the European Union. Between 1957 and 1961, he was Secretary General of NATO. It was, now again, so you start looking at it, you got NATO, you have the UN, you have all these other world organizations. Wait a minute, Club of Rome and on. 
wait a minute, why are they all doing the, yeah. It continues. It was in his role in 1957 as Secretary General of NATO that prophecy teacher has been quoting ever since, me included. Something that epitomizes the attitude that will invite Antichrist's rise to power. He said this, again, 1957, that is over 65 years ago, folks. We do not want another committee, he said. We have too many committees already. What we want is a man, a man, a leader of sufficient stature to hold the allegiance of all people and to lift us out of the economic morass into which we are sinking. Send us a man, such a man, whether he be God or the devil, we will receive him. Wow. So that was 1957. Some of you heard that before. Some of you heard that the very first time. Henry Spock, look it up. 1957, head of NATO, send us a man. So 65 years, they've been, they've been planning this since the Tower of Babel. I mean, this is the direction it's going. Folks, this is unbelievable. But don't, listen, if you're a believer in Christ, don't be afraid. Listen, don't live in fear. You go out there and live your life for the glory of God. You do the things that you're supposed to be doing. You do the things that you want to do. You press forward with everything you got. They want you to be afraid. That's what they do. That's why this disease is coming. Oh, no, this is going to happen. Oh, no, that's going to happen. They want you to be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be prepared. And you press forward. And know again, Amos chapter 3, verse 7. God does nothing unless he first warns us through the prophetic word, through his prophets. So he's warning us. And remember, Jesus said, hey, folks, this is what it's going to look like when it all comes together and the world is going to be looking for a man. All right, let's continue with Daniel because I'm hoping to have enough time to get to a few questions. Uh, We have number one is person. Number two is position. Number three, what do we have? We have his personality. So number one is his uh, person. Number two is position. Number three, his personality. What will his personality be? All right, let's work through through these. These will be kind of fast. He will be a master of intrigue, Daniel chapter 8, verse 23. He will be a despicable and vile man. If you guys could pull up the next slide, that would be great. Uh, he will be a master of intrigue, Daniel 8, verse 23. He'll be a despicable and vile man, Daniel 11, verse 21. He'll be a worthless shepherd, Zechariah chapter 11, verse 17. What else? He will be the man of sin, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. He will be the son of, perdi- uh, son of perdition, also 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. He will be the lawless one, uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8. Moving on from there, he'll be the one working for Satan, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9. He will be the beast, Revelation chapter 13, verse 1. He will be a man with a great big mouth, Daniel chapter 7, verse 8. Uh, Verse 11, verse 20, verse 25, Daniel chapter 11, verse 36, uh, Revelation chapter 13, verse 5, Revelation chapter 13, verse 6, a man with a big mouth, and he will be the most charismatic man that this planet has ever seen before. There's never been anyone as charismatic as this man is going to be. Um, When you start thinking about charismatic leaders, Nothing's going to match this man. The world, <clears throat> Revelation tells us, is going to marvel at him. They're going to, uh, they're going to marvel. He's going to look good in appearance. He's going to be so uh, 
people are going to believe him. He's going to be so deceiving. In fact, Jesus, when Jesus says in all of the discourse, listen, the deception is going to be so great that if possible, even the elect would be deceived. It's, it's if possible, praise God. So you won't be deceived if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, but the deception will be so great, if possible, you would be deceived. This is referring ultimately to the deception of Antichrist. And I think you all would admit it. There's such deception right now. And I'm gonna, I wanna encourage you. The only way, listen, the deception's only gonna get worse and worse. The only way you are going to keep from being deceived in these last days is with God's word. Don't turn to the left or the right. There's deception that's going on all over the place. The deception that is coming from artificial intelligence in 2024, the remainder of this year, folks, it is going to be off the charts. You are not going to know what to believe anymore. Listen, brothers and sisters, you've got to have the word of God. I'm going to encourage you, you get the written word of God. Find it somewhere. Make sure you get a good Bible. Don't get the New World Translation. It's Jehovah's Witnesses. Don't get that one. Listen, get a good Bible and have a bunch of them. Give them to friends. Have them ready to go. Get ready to have a home church in your house, a home Bible study. Folks, I'm telling you, the deception is going to be off the charts. And many, in, you can tell because many in the churches are already being deceived. In fact, here's how bizarre it is. I was reading a quote today against somebody who's attacking anybody who believes in Bible prophecy, and they said this. They, they left out half the quote of Jesus. They said, uh, many will be deceived, right? Well, they left out if possible, or they said the elect will be deceived. They left out if possible, even the elect will be deceived. And what they were saying is people who are believing in the prophecies of the second coming of Christ are the most deceived. That's how bizarre the stuff is getting. That was coming from a church person. We're reading these comments going, this is nuts. Listen, don't worry about these things. Check it out, next slide. To the world, what is happening is chaos and confusion, but to the Christian, it's confirmation. Jesus is coming soon. Wow. We see everything that's coming together. All these different things coming together at the same time. All right, when it comes to the lawless one, with all of his swag, his person, his position, his personality, when we see all of these different things going on, remember this, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. What's it say here? I'll give it to you. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and line wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Next slide continues. Because they did not receive... <clears throat> because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Okay, um, I wanna get to your questions here in just a second, but let me go through this, almost done. Uh, in fact, we won't finish everything I wanted to talk about, but number one, what do we have as person? Number two, we have his position. Number three is personality. Number four, we have his power, his power, along with the characteristics of the Antichrist that we've already seen. Revelation chapter 13 uh, lets us know he's the most powerful man in the world. Who can make war with him? Nobody's going to be able to make war with him. Not only that, but the Bible even tells us that he is given power over the saints. Or Daniel chapter 7 verse 25 tells us 
he will persecute the saints, literally means he is going to wear out the saints. And in Revelation chapter 13, you find out he has power over the saints to kill them. That is those who are becoming believers during the tribulation period. All right, let's move on from here. What else is he going to do? Daniel chapter 9 tells us he's going to confirm a covenant with many, with, with the Jews, I would be specific, and others that are out there too. Others that are entering into this covenant with them. But specifically, it's about the nation of Israel and the city of Jerusalem. I'll show you why in just a second, all right? So confirm with the Jews. The word confirm, if you could pull it back up there, please, that slide. It comes from this Hebrew word. There you see the Hebrew letters. Kabar is what is how you would pronounce that. Uh, and um, uh, it means to make strong or to strengthen um, the the uh, so when you you look at this in context it looks like it's something that probably already exists there's arguments uh, about whether or not that covenant already exists when Antichrist confirms it or if it's something that he makes new or if something he makes and then sometime later he makes it work but he's going to confirm it he's going to strengthen it it's a covenant that is going to work. It will be for a period of seven years, and it will be broken in the middle week. Um, so with that, with this covenant, again, for seven years, and it will be broken at the midpoint, check this out if you have a Bible with you. Look at Isaiah chapter 28. I want to point out something to you. I believe Isaiah chapter 28 parallels Daniel chapter 9. I pointed this out before, and uh, to me, it just stands out like a sore thumb. Look at this, Isaiah 28, verse 14. Now, my friends will say, well, this covenant here in Isaiah 28, that was between Babylon and Jerusalem in history past. Yes, there was a covenant that was broken. However, this projects to the future, and I can show you why it projects to the future in its ultimate fulfillment. But look at this, beginning in verse 14. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men, who rule this people who are in Jerusalem. Because you have said... We have made a covenant with death, and with Shul we are in agreement. When the overflowing scourge passes through, it will not come to us. We have made lies a refuge. Under falsehood we have hidden ourselves. All right. The threat is a scourge, as, Grant, as Brandon Holdhouse points out so well. The scourge that's used here in context is speaking of a military scourge, a threat that's coming against them to slaughter the people. All you got to do is look back to October 7, and this is provable here just a few verses later. I'll show you. It's that type of thing. The women are raped. The people are cut in pieces. The, the babies were thrown in ovens. That's what happened on October 7, right? They still have hostages over there. So the scourge, in order to avoid a scourge, the leaders, it says, when scornful men are leaving Jerusalem, who would that be? The Knesset, right? The, so again, this is specific, okay? And, and also, it could be that it's imposed upon them. And right now we have the, well, we're hearing the U.S. and Europe is going to impose and force a peace agreement upon the Jews, right? Even though it says here they know it's a lie, they know this is with death and with the grave, but if you're going to avoid another scourge, you got to enter into this agreement. I mean, it really makes you wonder how close we are to all these things coming about. Now drop down to verse 18. I want to show you this. Your covenant with death will be annulled. Your agreement with Shul will not stand. When the overflowing scourge passes through, then you will be trampled down by it. Wow. 
Your covenant with death will be annulled. What happens in Daniel chapter 9? The midpoint of the, of the agreement, the tribulation, the seven years, boom. It's done. He doesn't honor it. Puts an end to sacrifice and offering and goes out and brings a scourge upon the people. Isn't that interesting? It continues here. Your agreement with Sheol won't stand. When the overflowing scourge passes through, then you'll be trampled down by, down by it. As often as it goes out, it will take you for morning by morning. It will pass over. And by day and by night, it will be a terror, verse 19, just to understand the report. Again, this is talking about something like happened on October 7th. That's what they were trying to avoid. The context is you won't be able to avoid it. The scourge is coming. So the scourge is right here. It, we're given the context. We're given the meaning and the understanding. Now, the reason I say this wasn't just Babylon, this is ultimately fulfilled in the future, is this. Look at verse 22. Now, therefore, do not be mockers. How many mockers do we hear right now? How many mockers will hear this and go, That's, just don't even pay any attention to these things? These, the, the scoffers, 2 uh, Peter chapter 3. Now, therefore, do not be mockers, lest your bonds be made strong. For I have heard from the Lord God of hosts, in Isaiah's writing, don't mock me, he's saying, I've heard from God, this is what God is going to do, a destruction is determined even upon the whole earth, verse 22. So Isaiah launches us into a time when it is about the globe. Folks, all of these things attach, they all come together, listen, I had a lot more to share with you. We'll have to make it up next week because right now I want to get to your questions. Uh, feel free. Please start sending me in your questions. And while you guys are preparing your questions, um, I look at this and think, okay, uh, check this out. Let me get out of this um, as questions are coming in. If you can, put the word question in all caps. Thank you, Lisa D., for putting that out there. And uh, hey, Pookie, good to have you Good to have you join us again. Uh, I, I look at all of this. I, you look at Daniel chapter 9. There's so much here. I think I'll take a couple of weeks in it. I mean, we're going to have a global constitution, a global currency, global income tax, global military power, global identification number, global religion. It is, folks, it's not a coincidence that we have a World Health Organization, a World Economic Forum, um, all of these different things, uh, a world court, all of these different things. All happening right now. And what do we have? The World Health Organization Pandemic Treaty, baby. This is coming. It's coming down the pipe. It's coming fast. It's coming in May. All right. So let's see. Let me get some questions here. All right. I'll find one. Have you ever heard of a buck tooth? <laughs> it goes like, oh my gosh. Really, Frank? Give me a real question. How can we, here we go. How can we prepare Fully, all right? If you guys could get some more questions up here for me, that would be great. How can we prepare fully? Frank, I'll say this. Um, the, the best way to prepare fully, you got to prepare, that was from uh, uh, Barbster Boo. Uh, thanks, Barbster Boo. Not sure he came up with that name, but hey, we're going with it. Probably a nickname. First thing is you've got to guard your heart. In fact, I think it was with, uh, it was with one of my guests this past week. I believe it was with Brit Gillette. And we we're talking about that need to, uh, number one need we have is you've got to guard your heart. Uh, that's what Solomon said. Um, uh, but you also got to guard your mind, right? Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. Uh, as, we, as, we see, um, as we see the direction 
that uh, everything is going. We have the more sure prophetic word. So number one, prepare your heart, prepare your mind, and be willing to share the gospel with other people. The number one thing that we have is the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ, and this world needs that hope. Okay, now with that, I will say this also, because I get this question a lot about prepping. Listen, I, I live in earthquake country. Some of you live in tornado country and hurricane country and all these other places, um, and we see turmoil coming everywhere. We see lawlessness beginning to abound more and more. Not a bad idea to have a little bit of extra food, a little bit of water, especially here with the insanity in California. You never know what's going to happen next. Are they going to shut off our power for a week? Or, uh, it hasn't happened yet. Are they going to say we can't use water anymore? They're already saying you're not going to be able to have your own farms or anything like that. Um, so you start, they're already trying to shut up meat. We all, we all know these things, right? So, so be wise, get some canned goods and things like that. And listen, if you don't get to use them because you're raptured, praise the Lord. Leave behind rapture kits. Those are cool. Leave behind Bibles. I'm telling you right now, we have the written word. And according to Daniel chapter 12, people are going to be uh, looking more and more at the looking for the written word during a time when it's going to be hard to be uh, found. Um, another question says, uh, Maxine, will you pray about starting a church in Lubbock, Texas? We need one. I'll pray about starting a church anywhere that we possibly can. And we do have a lot of people that follow us from uh, Texas. Um, the uh, Heidi Hagen, you're saying, she says, the end of this current war in Israel may result in the covenant signing. Um, it could. It's going to end. Listen, what I'm saying is this. It will end in some type of an agreement. Whether or not is that one, that I, I do not know. I don't want to say that, all right? But it's going to end in an agreement. And ultimately, when we look at uh, Daniel chapter 9, the Antichrist confirms a covenant, uh, uh, confirms a covenant, he makes it strong. So it appears there's already a covenant in place. So it's quite possible. But I'm telling that a covenant is coming out of the current war in Gaza that will eventually be the one that is confirmed. Know this, the, the covenant of Daniel chapter 9 is about Jerusalem. The covenant, if one were to happen right now, um, would be about Gaza, right? <laughs> so it's got to somehow get the direction in Jerusalem. So I'm not saying that that covenant, the world uh, pushing peace upon Israel, that that's the Antichrist covenant. I'm not saying that. But it is all developing into this, and Israel is being pushed into peace, and we can see that, hey, to avoid a scourge, ultimately, it's, again, it's going to be about Jerusalem. That's where direction is going to go. So this whole attention could go off Gaza, which I believe it probably will eventually, and it's going to, well, I know eventually it's going to have to go on Jerusalem. All right, question, is it possible that the people who cannot be saved after they take the mark is because they are hybrid human and AI, and that's why they will seek death but will not find it? It is possible uh, that it's something like that that takes place. Um, there's definitely something that, that happens uh, with the human, with, with um, there's definitely something that happens when a person takes mark one with their body. We know that because by the time you get to the end of the tribulation period, everybody who has taken the mark, their body breaks out with all kinds of gross sores and 
and uh, all, all kinds of different things like that. So we know that that does happen at the end of the tribulation period. So something physical does happen to the body, but also ultimately there's a spiritual dynamic in this in that um, a person has chosen to, I do not want Jesus, this person is my Christ. Antichrist is my Christ. By the way, this also, the whole worship of Antichrist proves that there are no real atheists, that atheists is going to put humanity first, right? That's ultimately what comes with Antichrist. So atheists will say, I'm not worshiping the God of heaven. I'm not going to do any of that kind of stuff. But when Antichrist comes, their man who they build with the 10 kings, they will worship him. The proof is that all people end up, they must worship some uh, somebody. You worship something or somebody. And the ultimate proof is in Antichrist. Question, are you concerned about travel as the upcoming election approaches? We keep hearing a black swan event. I'll tell you this much, I'm concerned about travel every time I travel. That's, it's, <laughs> but I, I um, but listen, I, I'm gonna keep going. I know God's hand is upon me and, uh, and people who travel with me. Hey, listen, I'm gonna press forward for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ as hard as I possibly can. So um, I, I look at things and think, uh, what, what, I have no doubt there probably will be a black swan event that comes. Um, I mean, everything's weird. Everything's weird, but I, I am not gonna stop living because of these things. I'm not gonna stop living. I'm gonna press forward. I'm going to have as much joy as I can. I'm gonna go over to the nation of Israel. We have a tour coming up there. It's open for us. We're going to all the safe places. It's gonna be wonderful. We have other things going on here and there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna go over there. I'm not gonna stop living. Uh, the, 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 the bullies and the cowards uh, they want you and me to shut up. They don't want us to enjoy life. Why? Because they can't enjoy life. So they don't want you to enjoy. They want you to be afraid because they're afraid. They don't want you to talk about these things because they're afraid. Listen, I, I know all of these things for the world's chaos and confusion. For us, confirmation, Jesus is coming. So I'm looking forward to whatever it is. I, I don't like traveling just because I don't like traveling. I'm just telling you. That I've, 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 it's, it's, it's just the way I am. Love meeting the Remnant Church wherever we go. That is off the charts. That is so much fun. And then we're going get, to get to be reunited in heaven. That stuff is cool. I, I'm looking forward to going down to Mexico. Listen, we go down to Mexico a lot. We have regular missions that are down there. So it's really cool. And a couple of 412 churches down there too. So, man, it's great. And hopefully planting more here in the States as we look forward. Maybe Lubbock, Texas, somebody said, man, yeah, we're, we're not going to live in fear, folks. You and me, we're not living in fear. Don't put up with it. These are bullies that are out there. They want us to be afraid. Marilyn Crockett, will, we, will America be turned over to our enemies just as Israel in times past was? I, you got to kind of wonder, it's a good question, Marilyn, if in a sense we already have, right? Um, because we have, I think we have the enemy within, the enemy within the White House. I think that's what we already have. FBI, CIA, Again, you know, these videos that we do, we know that they're monitored. We know all that kind of stuff, right? But we do our best to get the word out, which is why, I mean, we can see myself, Brandon, Billy, some of, the, some of my other friends, we can all see we're getting suppressed and the only way we really get the message out there is through sharing it anymore, if you guys share it. Um, but we know that there's enemies within. There's enemies within the church, all kinds of stuff going on. In fact, uh, JB will be with me 
tomorrow, uh, this week. I can't remember which day. It might be tomorrow. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's Monday. JB is going to be with me. And we're going to be talking about some of, some of these things. And it's going to be great. Olivier Melnick's going to be joining me this week too. But yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, okay. I know I had a question on here. Um, Gail says, do you feel BRICS could be the start of the 10-nation confederacy talked about in Daniel? Listen, I, it could be something with it, but I, I want to caution on that because so many people are saying BRICS is going to take over. BRICS is the 10 nations. I don't think so at all. In fact, Alex Newman was on my program, and he just put out a, uh, a, a, a great understanding, a great teaching on the BRICS was started by the Western nations. But it's made to fool everybody. So you got the bricks, and then you have the 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 uh, petrodollar, right? What, what we use here in the, in the, in the Western world. So you have bricks and the petrodollar, and they appear like they're opposing each other. No, they're both put up by Western uh, governments, Western powers, I should say, and they have one intention to bring about a global system. So in that sense. I would say, yes, it could be used for that. Question, how close do you feel the Ezekiel 38-39 war is? Not that close yet. And I've, and I've been saying this for quite some time. People, man, people have been mad at me. But remember this, in Ezekiel chapter 38, I think it's verse 11, that says Israel will be dwelling in peace and safety. Okay, the word safety can be, can come, uh, be security and securely, Right? Um, maybe after the current war, Israel gets through the other end of it, they will be dwelling securely. But the word peace there, look it up in your King James Bible, it means tranquility. And Israel's never been in a tranquil place since the time of Solomon anyways. That's the last time. Never has. But when the Ezekiel 38 war happens, it will be in a tranquil place. So this is why I believe something is coming in the not-too-distant future uh, for uh, security, but also tranquility, some type of an agreement, and Israel's going to be able to say, now we can lay down, or now we're going to be good, now it's all going to be okay. Uh, we're, 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 everything's good. The walls are down and the whole bit. But we're not there yet. We're not Ezekiel 38, 39 yet. My friend Bill Salas presents, I believe, a good case for why Psalm 83 has to happen first. And you look, what he says makes more and more sense every day. Isaiah 17, destruction of Damascus, Jeremiah 49, uh, Psalm 83. All right. Uh, Pamela says, is the USA, uh, is USA the Babylon in Revelation? Um, I had a great conversation with John Howler about that. Had a really, really solid conversation, fantastic conversation with Dennis Swick about that on his channel on Thursday night. If you can go back to World News Briefing and check it out, the entire first 28, 29 minutes were about that exactly. And I thought it was just outstanding. I was able to ask Dennis questions, things that I did not even know, things that somehow got past me. I had to do a George Bush, the last George Bush from the time of the Iraq War. Outstanding, um, uh, just outstanding um, uh, conversations. So go check it out on his channel. Listen, I'm out of time. Tomorrow, maybe I'll be able to take your questions. Tuesday, maybe I'll be able to take your questions. Wednesday, I will be able to take your questions. Uh, God bless you guys. And uh, again, please pray for the Mexico opportunities that we have with the churches and the pastors down there to teach them Bible prophecy 
and the radio. Uh, there's so many things. Go- Listen, we're pressing forward, and don't let anybody cause you to live in fear. The bullies that mock you and stuff like that, listen, the Bible warned that those kind of people are going to be around, and they're in the church. And they'll be discouraging. Don't put up with that nonsense. You live your life the way that you know you are supposed to live. You press forward. You don't live in fear. Say, man, I'm going to do all I can for the kingdom of God. I am going home. Listen, you and I know better than anybody else out there, this word is true. The reason why we know it better than anybody else, why we know it's true, is because we believe it. Now, they tell us you can only believe a, poor, a portion of it. Ah, you can't believe this. You can't believe that. Now, we believe it all. We believe God's word is true. It's going to happen just like God said it would. So let's press forward together. Do all we can for the kingdom of God. Now, God bless you guys. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.